Hello and welcome back to Colin Company. My name is Colin. This week we got David back. Hi. Hey, what's up? Oh, you know, it's Saturday. Um, watching the cats roll around. Being a cat daddy. Yep. Nice. Uh, make sure they don't get in too much trouble. Make sure they behave and whatnot. So, got a little treat for you for this episode. I pulled some questions from the subreddit Ask Reddit. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it uh i guess i am i mean is it so it's just like that's probably the biggest subreddit of all time i'm not sure if it's the biggest but it's definitely one of the like i think it's one of the default ones that they like if mm -hmm. you ever sign up for reddit they subscribe you to it or something i could be wrong yeah but it's essentially like here these these questions that people ask and they get answered in a big old massive comment section and Okay. I've done this a couple times before my old podcast. I've done, I think, four or five episodes of these. And I always like doing them just because it's a nice little, like, break from just stream of consciousness-ish. Yeah. And always... these questions could be anything. Yeah. So I just kind of went through some of the more, like, popular ones of that week whenever I pulled them. And I just like, all right, let me just grab five of them. And so that's pretty much the gist of it. Nice. So you, uh, you ready for the first one? I am. Let's get to it. What popular video game did you try to force yourself to like, but just couldn't? Oh, you want to go first? Uh, yeah. I would have to say Halo, or any of the Halo okay. series. It probably didn't help that I never owned an Xbox. Yeah. Because that's like an Xbox-like exclusive thing. And when I did, like, try playing Halo, like borrowing an Xbox from a friend or just whatever, I'm like what's the hype i don't get it maybe you know maybe i missed the mark of that and maybe the maybe it's just like the community or whatever i don't know i just never really got into it. i'm like let me try playing the halo like the story and then try and do the online i'm like okay it's just online shooter and story right. whatever i don't know yeah kind of plain mm -hmm. and uh aliens kind of generic looking really i've i don't know i've only played bits and pieces of the second one i think or the first yeah one. i was not into that one i remember i feel like halo 2 was the most popular and there were some improvements on it and i just i didn't understand why it was better than the first one gotcha so yeah i can understand that my only i don't quite i don't have the same feelings in the sense that i have some pretty fond memories of the first halo and kind of the um it was like, it was just enough of a step up from some of the other shooters at the time. And there was this really fun thing where we used to get as many bodies piled up as we possibly could. Oh, no. At like really weird places, at like really weird heights. And we'd put them, we'd try to pile them up on top of a warthog. Uh -huh. And then we'd throw a grenade and then watch it explode and all the bodies fly everywhere. Oh, my God. That's ridiculous. And, uh, yeah. And, I've, you know, it was also, it was a good, it was a decent, like I said, it's probably not up to the standards that we have today, but yeah. at the time, there were enough improvements on it that it was like, oh, nice. Yeah. So. What's your? Uh, I would probably say Super Mario Odyssey, but that's just because it's freshest on my mind. That's fair. Yeah. But I also, so given the enthusiasm over it. And my 
inability to match it. I would say, yeah, that's 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 the one I've had the most trouble with. It's just like the controls are so complicated, and I've never liked Mario that much to begin with. But I thought, well, you know, it's a well-designed game, and I'm sure it will be. You know, I can I can appreciate all kinds of games, surely. Yeah. But it just doesn't make any sense to me. Like the story is not compel me to finish it. No, not and. At all. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, and like I don't, I still don't understand why people play this game where the characters just going like, woohoo, wah, yeah. and then like these these jumps are just like impossible. They're so punishing. Yeah, and it's... it was like there would just like be these jumps that were super punishing, and I feel like I've gotten a lot better at gaming over the past couple of years because I was not a gamer pretty much my whole life except for some pc games and like game boy yeah and then like playing at friends houses and i feel like i've gotten a lot better and super mario odyssey was still really difficult to get the hang of so i'm gonna go with that one that's fair i feel like those 3d more open world ones are Mm -hmm. tougher like i've tried i've got super mario sunshine yeah it's fun but it's just there's just like you said the control i feel like it kind of what you said about odyssey kind of goes in line with sunshine, sunshine. and also um the i've, I've heard those two are very similar yeah i feel like the controls are just ridiculous for all three of their like open world games like that yeah and it's just like some of those jumps are very especially like in the early ones like the 64 it's just like they're really unforgiving and like right even with odyssey it's a little unforgiving and then like I, like you said, the storyline is just like it's just a it's like a non-existent storyline. Yeah. And also, it it really builds on. I think the controls, at least, really build on your knowledge of the previous games. And I think other games have a lower barrier to entry. Like, like you have to be really good at some complex jumps in Odyssey. Yeah. From that like you should have learned in previous games and then they go oh and here's a new thing that you can do on top of all that with the uh with the not wii emotes joy cons joy cons yeah there's like even added stuff with the joy cons and it's just like come on i'm lost yeah not a fan of motion controls yeah what else we got what is the strangest movie slash cult film you have seen hmm Troll 2 is the first one that springs to mind. I don't think I've ever seen that. Okay. It's a horror movie written by, I don't remember what country the guy was from, but some guy, not a native English speaker. Yeah. And he writes a horror movie, and he films it with people from this small town uh, on a shoestring budget. And it it's called Troll 2, but it doesn't have... And there is a movie called Troll, but this this doesn't have anything to do with it. So what? it's just like inexplicable. Right. It's inexplicable from the beginning. Oh, no. Yeah. And the people who act are not actors. And then as they're saying these things that are clearly written by someone who doesn't understand English super well, they apparently on set, they'd be like, hey, can we change any of this dialogue? And he's like, no, you can't change any of it. This oh. is how... I know how people talk, and this is this is it. Oh, that's rough. Yeah, so they just try like extra hard to make this nonsense sound like actual language, and it doesn't work. Oh God. So yeah, Troll Two, probably uh, strangest cult film. Oh gosh. Oh, I just remembered the other one though. 
I might have to nix my answer of troll too, because that's a pretty common answer, I think, to the the cult movie question. Mm-hmm. Well, it's movie or, or cult imagine. film. Okay, so I think the strangest movie I've ever seen is actually Timeline with Paul Walker. Okay. Are you familiar with this? Not at all. Okay, so it's based on a Michael Crichton novel, which, you know, Jurassic Park. Andromeda Strain. Yeah, Sphere, I believe, was another yeah, he, one. That, he's got some yeah. good books and movies. Right. So Timeline is a good, like, kind of airport pickup science fiction-y book. Okay. And, and then there was a movie made out of it. And I was very excited in 2003, I think it was, to see this movie. Okay. And then it got really bad reviews. Or not really bad reviews, mediocre reviews, I think. And I just didn't see it. Oh, that's not good. Right. So then it comes out on DVD, and I was, still wasn't interested. But I hear my brother and sister in the basement one day just laughing their asses off. And they were watching Timeline. And at some point they go, I think they like finished it and then go, David, you have to watch this. Like, <laughs> you've got to see it. And... It's so strange because it's almost a really good movie. The production quality is super good. The director was Richard Donner, who is like super famous director, like did Lethal Weapon, a bunch of really good movies. Mm-hmm. Um, it just like, and it has a bunch of really good actors in it too. Gerard, Jared Butler. Ooh. Is it Billy Connolly? Kind of. I think it's, I think his name is Billy Connolly. Yeah. A lot of pretty good actors in it. Some of them kind of before they hit it big. But there's just this very strange thing about it. And the best way I can explain it is that I think they took a script that was a little bit mediocre and like just a little bit like too straightforward with the dialogue. Mm -hmm. And then the director must have told everyone to just kind of treat it as as like guidelines or like told people, no, like interact with the story like you say your line, but everybody else like say whatever you want, say whatever would kind of come to mind if this were actually happening. Because what will happen throughout the movie is someone will say a piece of expository dialogue and other people in the background will just be kind of going, whoa, whoa, oh my gosh, that's wow, that's so profound. Just like react like, to it in a weird way. Yeah, like almost like real life. Oh, it's almost like kids no. playing something. It's almost like kids playing a scene from a movie after they've watched the movie and then go to play. And everyone's kind of talking as though they're in a movie. Mm-hmm. The best example I can think of is this one line. Everybody's like stuck. It's medieval times. It's like about time travel. And okay. these people all go back in time. And then they get captured by some French people and stuck in like some tower. One of them finds like a window that they can climb out and somehow let the others escape. And everyone's just like arguing on top of each other. And, and this, this one woman goes, let me out. I I I gotta climb. I, I I've gotta I've gotta I've gotta climb this. You know I'm the best climber. You know I'm the best climber. And it's like no one no one argues about who is the best climber in a group. You're um, right. But that's what they said in it. <sighs> and then there's okay, there's another line. There's like this super dramatic music, a couple of kind of medieval evil knighty kind of guys standing mm-hmm. on top of a wall. And the camera kind of pans up this big wall as there's like this battle and everybody's preparing for battle. And these two guys are looking out over the giant enemy camp. And one of them goes, "'Tis a good number of trebuchets, my lord." What? So, yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. 
It is totally ridiculous. But I would say Timeline is one of the strangest movies I've ever seen. It's almost like in an alternate universe, it's a good movie. And it's not actually that different. Hmm. But in the one we live in, it's a terrible movie. But it, it's partially so terrible because it's really close to being good. I love that. It's terrible because it's it's just not good enough. Yeah, it's like Uncanny Valley. Oh, gross. Yeah. What's the strangest movie you've ever seen? I think it's called Rubber. Hmm. The I'm familiar. It is a... How do I explain it? There is like this tire that goes around and has psychokinetic powers and blows things up good it is excellent pretty it's pretty fucking weird let's see if i can look this up real quick yeah it's this like tire that has like these powers that can like blow things up i think it's supposed to be satirical but it's also just really bad when was it made 2010 oh wow I think it's supposed to be intentionally bad. I don't know. Everyone says, apparently, like, I'm looking at it. It's like, it received positive reviews from critics. I don't know. It's not bad. It's just weird. Hmm. But the weird thing is, like, while the, like, things with the the tire that comes to life and starts, like, killing things, there's these Uh people on a hill that have gathered to watch a film. So it's like... This weird, like, meta shit. It's like, what is going on? Yeah. I don't know. That level of self-awareness probably would have made Timeline into not a terrible movie. And that's exactly what I was talking about. Like, maybe if it had, like, had more of a sense of humor, it would have been a good movie. Yeah. Well, you're not saying it's bad, necessarily. You're just saying it's weird. Yeah, it's, like, cause, yeah, because it's the strangest movie. It's, it's just weird movie. A really strange movie. Yeah. I don't know. Look at. I'm not sure if it's on Netflix, but it's called Rubber. Okay. Yeah, I would have to say that. Okay. What free software is so good you can't believe it's free? Oh. And this can be I like mean, an iOS app or something on your computer that you use or whatever. I want to say it used to be Gmail before there were ads, which was a long time ago. Right. It used to be the coolest thing in the world because it like had uh and then when there was like Google Talk and it was kind of it was like kind of in the same in the same view as Gmail. Yeah. That was really cool and you definitely went I can't believe it's free and there are no ads and stuff. Right. Well, you know, we we all know how that played out, but can you think of anything that's free that's still good? There's a couple. I'd have to say like Cheesy as it sounds, like VS Code, Visual Studio Code. Yeah. Like, it's yeah, a pretty yeah, yeah. solid, like, text editor. But and then there's all these extensions yeah. with it. Right. And it's, like, and it's coming from Microsoft. And usually Microsoft, at least back in the day, didn't ha- had, you know, everyone shits on Microsoft and whatever. But it's, like, right. they've gotten better with their stuff. And, and Visual Studio Code is pretty solid. Like, I've switched. I used to use a lot of JetBrains stuff, and that stuff you pay for. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I can get this done with Visual Studio Code and co- and pay $0 for it. It's great. Yeah, that's definitely, I should probably amend my answer or revise my answer to match yours because, yeah, that's definitely pretty huge that it, it kind of took the the best things from all of the text editors and yeah. was 100% free. 
Good just, on you, Microsoft. Yeah, I just wish it wasn't one of the, what is that called? Electron base app? Right. Because that, yeah, it's great that it's cross-platform and you don't have to, like, that. that's the nice thing about that, but it's like, it's also very memory intensive. And then I was going to say the other thing is like messaging apps like Slack or even Discord. It's like, I'm having a video chat or a group chat yeah. or whatever. And for yeah. the most part, you don't have to pay for it. Yeah. Like basically, like, hey, I'm going to message someone. That is pretty wild. Yeah. It sounds so trivial to say that, but it's like, you know, we come from back, like, at least for me, I came from back in the day where I had to do, I had the pay as you go plan and I had to pay 10 cents every text message. Right. And now we've gotten to, okay, well, you have iMessage and that's free. You know, pay for a little bit of data, but that's pretty trivial. And, you know, yep. Slack and Discord and messaging services like that. It's like, it's a brave new world. Uh-huh. This is the next question. What is the worst food okay. sin, air quotes around that, you've seen someone commit? I mean, I didn't see it, but I heard of someone who spent $20 at Taco Bell and ate all of what they got. Oh, my God. $20 at Taco Bell. That's an achievement. It is. I don't know. Other than that, I mean... I've been known to eat an entire stuffed crust pizza in like in one meal. I don't think I do anything too crazy. I don't really judge what people eat. Yeah. Probably because I have such weird standards myself. That's fair. And I think that's why it's like food sin. I think it's more like silly like things. Like I like I don't really right. care what you do with your food. But yeah. the, like food sin that like I always am silly about is like hot dogs. Uh-huh. Putting ketchup on a hot dog is a quote-unquote food sin for me because it's like yes. I grew up, and it's not like it's not like illegal or anything, which is like I've grown up where it's like you don't put ketchup on a but hot dog. It should dog. be. It's, maybe yeah. it's a Chicago thing. I don't know. Yeah, you put mustard on. You put hot mustard dog. and some other stuff on there, but you don't put ketchup on a hot dog. Right. So like I'll like you put ketchup on to the cost of home. I don't care. But I'd always, right. I'm always silly about that. I'm like, why are you putting ketchup on that hot dog? Yeah, it's gross. I don't really like ketchup anyway, so. I don't like Heinz ketchup. It's very, it's just sugar yes. water to me. Sugar tomato right. water. Right. Yeah, I will, and I'll, paste, I'll say, I would take ketchup when it's like mixed with other things. Yeah. Sometimes. I think that's cool. Or if it's like a homemade um, ketchup like um, Bailey's Range does. Yeah, exactly. My other food sin is when people don't have peanut butter on their pancakes. Oh my god, <laughs> I love peanut butter on pancakes. It's the best. Pancakes without creamy peanut butter is just like, get out. Oh, I do crunchy. I add a little texture to it. Fair enough. Yeah, I won't argue with that one. That's, that comes down to a, like, are you a creamy peanut butter, crunchy peanut butter person, I would imagine. Yeah, and I don't care either way. Probably. I usually go for crunchy. But Yeah. But uh, yeah, I like to do the... Put the peanut butter on top and fold it like a taco. Just eat it like a taco. Oh, that's good. That is good. I've never done it. Um, to me, you've got to smother each pancake in peanut butter. And then if you have to, you put it in the microwave until it's just all like super melted. And oh. it's just all congealing together. And like you put the syrup on it and it's all like running off. Oh, oh that sounds like a hot mess, but really delicious. Oh, it's a hot mess, but it is a actual hot mess. Uh -huh. yeah, it's a mess and it's hot. Clever. Yep. 
The last question we got here. Okay. It's kind of like a two-parter question. All right. What was the first concert you've been to, and what was the best concert that you've been to? Uh, I don't... I don't remember. I want to say Radiohead. That's first concert? Yeah. I've been to Radiohead a few times. And I think the first time I went was early enough that that was, may have been my first. It was certainly the most deliberate. I think the best concert I've ever been to was maybe Jenny Lewis a couple... It was probably about three years ago. Okay. Uh, at the Ready Room. Oh, nice. It was just stupid. Oh. Stupid fun? Yeah. It was great. She had like a really kind of wide range of stuff she played and uh and it all just blended together really good and the band was great and then there was another kind of weird one that springs to mind was this time i saw nickel creek one time and there was a band that came on before them called the diddy bops oh god dude i don't even know how to like some of it was like dixieland pop i i don't know it doesn't adequately describe it anyway you can look them up they have one good like really good album and then i i like deliberate i sought them out once or twice after that to see them again in real life live and it never matched kind of the energy that they had that one time and then like they released a couple albums after that wasn't that great but anyway yeah so i think the first was radiohead of the first of many was radiohead and then probably the best was uh jenny lewis on the on the Voyager tour. Cool. My first concert was Owl City. Good. <laughs> it was either 2009 or 2010. Okay. And he he played up. I went to go see him play. This was back when I was obviously still living in Chicago. Um, obviously. Right, because that was junior, senior, or high school, whatever. He played at the Aragon Ballroom. In Chicago, I've never heard, I don't know if you've heard of that. Mm, I've not. It's a pretty cool old concert venue. Yeah, it was fun. And I went with a couple friends from high school, and then my sister and her friend wanted to come with, so that was that was fun. It's also obviously the best that you've ever been to. No. No, <laughs> I kind of really don't listen to his stuff as much anymore. I still have it, like, his music on my iTunes library or whatever, but it's just like, it usually yeah. just gets skipped. Right. Because I'm too lazy to like clean out my music and just kind of just like leave it there. Because it's like, well, I don't have to worry about space. I've got plenty on my phone, yeah. my iPod, or whatever. Best is either it, it's it's going to be it's they might be giants. Oh yeah. It was either once was up in Chicago when it was like I think it was like St. Patrick's Day weekend. Yeah. And. That was up in Chicago at the Vic Theater. That was fun. Or the time I saw him down here at the pageant 2015 or something. Mm-hmm. They just perform great. You know, they're they're really good live. In between stuff, they're usually pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah, I'd have, I'd have to say the time that they were, they were down here. When I saw them in Chicago, they had an opening band, and they were kind of, like, really weird. It was, yeah. like, these three dudes from New York that, like... It was like a saxophone player. I forget the name of the band. All that stuff sounded the same. 
Yeah. Um, but question. Answer. Okay, so do you think what is the plural of sax? It's sax, right? I don't know. Like they played their sax. <laughs> I don't know. No idea. There were saxophone players, and also they played their sax. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure, let's go with that. Go a couple of different ways. Yeah. But yeah, no, I'd have to say when they came down here, because it was they they bill it as an evening with they might be giants where it's two sets of them it's they, they like to say it's they might be giants opening up for they might be giants so they have both sets so i'd have to go with that there you go i'm bummed i missed them coming i think they came last year but i yeah was yeah it was last year because it was i was gonna i wanted to go but it was the night i was leaving to go to england uh, I was like, I'm not gonna try and cram in a concert the night before I leave. That's, that's just, right. That's asking for trouble. Yeah, you had to practice your Cockney accent in front of a mirror. Oh yeah, sure. I'm out of questions. Okay. <laughs> those are Reddit's some, out of questions. I'm out of questions. Yeah, but those were I thought those were some pretty decent ones. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. We went places. We, we, we it was a it was a ride. It was a ride. Well. Thank you for coming on potting with me, David. Absolutely. It's been a blast, and uh, we'll catch you all next time. See you.